0: Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. When God gives us this invitation in Psalms 81, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But they wouldn't listen to me. When we're not opening our mouth as we should, it's because we're not allowing ourselves to be taught. We think we know. Well, this was the way I was raised, Pastor Nancy. It doesn't matter. God's put you into a whole nother system. You're not limited to the system you were raised in. You're not limited to the system of the economy. You're not limited to the system of what people around you taught you. You're not limited to the system of education or no education. I'm not trying to devalue that. That's important, but it will never take the place of what you know and what you open your mouth to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I read to you four different Jewish rabbis put their commentary on that verse. So they're gonna have a fuller, broader understanding in the body of that meaning. Let me read to you what their commentary said. The first Jewish rabbi said this of this verse in his translation. I am Hashim, your God, who raised you from the land of Egypt. Remember that I am a benevolent God who seeks your welfare. Just as I redeemed you from Egypt to improve your lot, so do I continually search for ways to make your existence more wholesome and pleasant. You think, why would God have to continually search for ways to make my existence more wholesome and pleasant? Because at different stages in your life, you desire and reach for different things. I mean, I'm 57 years old. Don't give me a gift that I had when I was seven. Right? That's not going to bring the same pleasure because I'm at a different season of my life. Isn't that right? Right. God is continually searching because ever you come into a new season. What will please them? How can I bless them? How can I move? He, it says he's continually searching. Why? Because all that is his is yours and he wants you to have it. Amen. Then the second Jewish rabbi made this commentary on Psalms 81 verses 10 and 11. I did not merely take you out of Egypt, rather I raised you. To a higher plane of existence and a spiritual achievement. That means we don't live like we used to. Ah, we live supernatural. Supernatural. Living, walking in the spirit. Amen. Led by the spirit. Living a life of faith. God authored the life of faith for us because that's the best life. Now let me read to you the third Jewish rabbi, his commentary on it. Ask of me all your heart desires and I will fulfill every request. On the condition, on the condition that you listen to me. Then you will never know want, hunger or thirst. Just as you were completely provided for when I brought you out of Egypt. How were they provided for? Remember this not one sick one among them. When he brought them out, not one feeble one among them. We're talking about young people, middle aged, elderly people. We're talking about slave bodies worked hard. We're not talking about someone at a desk job. We're talking about a a people, a whole whole nation that were uh, working hard manual labor. You can imagine what would have happened to their joints, what would have happened uh, to the ligaments. And every part of them, they're not getting proper medical care, they're not getting proper food, they're slaves. And when God brought them out, not one feeble one among them. Not one feeble one among them. Not only that, God told them, go demand of your neighbors the gold and the silver. They walked out with the wealth of Egypt, 400 years of back pay in one day. So think of those things when it says, you will never know want, hunger, thirst, just as you were completely provided for when I brought you out. From Egypt. That's how he brought them out. That was their condition when he brought them out. Yes. Amen. The fourth one is this let your desires be extensive. Mm. I will gratify them Amen. if you remain faithful to me. You will lack no good thing, for I am rich enough to meet all your needs. <laughs> Yeah, let your desires be extensive. Amen. 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 Let them be. Yes. I uh, I was listening to one minister that was telling of the time that some ministers had taken uh, Doctor Younghee Cho, and he had wanted to go to Disneyland. When he came over, they asked him, is there any place you want to go? And he wanted to see that place. And they walked into the front gates there. And it's just beautiful. It's like an oasis, you know, something from another world. And he stood there. And as soon as they walked in and he saw, got a taste of the the grandness of this setting and said, he started crying, weeping as he stood there. And they said, is something wrong? And he said, if a man without God can do this, How much more? How much more? Why do we not move into the how much more? Our desires are too small. Our thinking is too small. Our mouths are too closed. Our mouths are too narrow. They're not wide. They're too narrow because we only speak based on what we can figure out so much of the time. Listen, God delights in the impossible. Because... Impossible is only a word for mankind, not for the divinity, not for the Trinity. There's no such word as impossible in heaven. And what God's God's mouth says, his hand will perform. Amen. He said to me about that academy building across from my home, across the lake for the Bible school, dormitories and this historic building. He said to me, do you want that? And I said, yes, I want it. He didn't ask me, can you afford that? That's right. yes. When my husband would take me shopping, I'm not much of a shopper. I don't care to shop that much. I like to get stuff, but I don't care to have to go do it. And uh, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I never asked him to come with me, you know, or anything, but there were a few times he would need something, so he'd offer to go with me. And I noticed this, that when he offered to go with me, I always ended up with more. Yeah. Because he was so generous. He was so good to me. I would try on stuff. I'd try on, you know how it is with us ladies. Yeah. They don't make this stuff right. <laughs> that don't fit good. What's the matter with them? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But you'd try on maybe six things to find one thing you liked. And Ed, the thing about him was that I'd try on all six. He'd say, get it all, get it all, get it all. And when he would say to me, do you want that? If I said yes, he didn't say, then get out your wallet and pay for it. If he asked me, do you want it? It's because he intended He intended to get it for me and when God said to me, do you want that building sitting on 42 acres right over here at the lake? When he said, do you want it? All he needed was my mouth open wide. That's all he was wanting me to do, open your mouth wide. He does not intend for me to pay for it. He intends for me to believe enough to open my mouth. Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say, under this mountain, be thou removed. But notice, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say, quit, quit focusing on the size of your faith and focus on your saying. Praise the Lord. The plan of God for our life is so great. For your life is so great. It's going to call for fullness to fulfill it. It's going to call for a wide open mouth. I've told God, I don't want to get to heaven and him show me a, a video of a life not lived. Showing me what I could have had, what I could have enjoyed. What I could have believed for, what others, what, what a blessing I could have been to others if I would have dared to open my mouth wide enough because I believe that he can do the impossible. Yes. Amen. You have a divine invitation. Open your mouth. Yes. Now, let me tell you this though. Faith works where the will of God is known faith will not work apart from the leading of the spirit. Right. What's the spirit saying to you? That's right. When I looked out my bedroom window and saw that academy on the other side of the lake, I didn't just say, I think I'll believe for that. The spirit directed me. The spirit directed me and he'll always direct you in what you can't do. Because he doesn't intend for you to do it. He intends for you to bring your faith because God will feel it. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> one of my stories, I love telling this story because it makes me feel domestic for one thing. <laughs> Sister Lindsay and I were talking today. She said to me, they, she saw a Staples sign. You know, the the... <laughs> do you hear her she called staples the mothership that she would rather stop at staples than at a mall staples is a office supply store right i told her sister i'm right there with you i get so enthralled when i see all the notepads and all the paper and all the organizations of like, are you kidding me i walk into a kitchen and go what what <laughs> What's this all about? <laughs> What's this for? What's this unnecessary waste of square footage in my home? <laughs> I'm a very plain, simple eater. You know, just a bowl of cereal, a piece of toast. I'm good. I, I'm not adventurous. So to, to, to look to be a bit domestic, for one thing, I always like candles with food smells. <laughs> I don't flower smells are nice, but I prefer food smells. I want to smell like there's a pie or a cake or something going on out of my kitchen. Any Pastor Debbie knows she brings me pumpkin candle. I love that because I'm domestic when I light it. It's the truth. And so I would watch the Food Network. It makes me feel completely domestic. I enjoy the labors of another man. You know, I just enjoy it. But I was turning on and watching this one broadcast they were doing and it was a cooking competition show. They had four kitchens and four ladies were in the kitchens It only came in halfway through. So they had already had a challenge and whoever of the four won the challenge got an advantage in their cook-off. So they were cooking desserts. They had 30 minutes to make a dessert. And so... Uh, they were showing this one lady had won the the challenge, so she had an advantage. And her advantage was that there were four judges and one of them was a world-renowned chef, I mean a baker, that that was their specialty. And so she got this one judge for 10 minutes in her kitchen. Now someone with that kind of expertise and skill in 10 minutes could do what I couldn't have even thought of in an hour. Because they're, they're fluent, you know, they're, they're, they're graceful in the kitchen. I'm, I'm just stop and start, stop and start, you know, but they're graceful. I mean, it's a smooth, they just, they there's a, they just fit in there. So there's, there, it's impressive. It's very heroic to me. <laughs> and so, and so she got this one chef for 10 minutes. Now, they all had planned a recipe they're gonna do. Mm -hmm. But when this chef came in, the chef said to her, this is your kitchen. What do you want me to do? Now, let me give you the right answer. Even though I'm not a cook, I know the right answer. (laughs) You don't have to be a cook to know the the right answer. The right answer is, I had this recipe planned, but but, now that you're in my kitchen, I tear up my recipe because when you walked into my kitchen, all your repertoire of recipe, all your years of schooling, all your years of baking, all your years of skill with everything in the kitchen is now mine, right? So let me ask you, Uh what would you like to start or even complete? Maybe there's something you can do in 10 minutes and you just start it, I'll complete it. I can watch the oven, you know, that it doesn't burn. I can stir it, I can do whatever. What can you start in 10 minutes that I can finish that gives me the advantage over all these others? This is one of the few times I've ever gotten passionate at the television. (laughs) This contestant said, can you cut the fruit? I started yelling, you're a loser. You are a loser. You shall lose. You will not win. You don't even know who's in your kitchen. You don't even know who's in your kitchen. So this chef was not offended, but amazed and said, and all the judges, the other three judges all grabbed their head. Are you kidding? You asked that when you had brilliance? walk into your kitchen, when you had a genius walk into your kitchen, you asked, you diminished their genius to cutting fruit. And so this chef just cut fruit. Let me just say, she lost. I was pleased. That would have been a total injustice if she would have won. Because when you have genius walk into your kitchen and you reduce it, she opened her mouth small when she could have opened it wide, making a request on the level. She put her to her level instead of her saying, bring my kitchen to your level. And we sit here amazed and go, oh, don't we all just go, oh, wrong, wrong answer. But can I tell you what? Greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you. There is a divine genius in you. He has walked into the kitchen of your life. Don't carry on with the plan, the recipe you formulated. Tear that thing up. You tell me, you lead me, you guide me. I will listen to you. I don't know it all. A genius walked into my kitchen. I don't know it all. And that's one of the conditions of God filling the wide open mouth. You must be someone who listens, someone who's teachable, someone who says, I will follow the Holy Ghost. When my husband went home to be with the Lord, there were eight big projects, six and a half million dollars of debt I became responsible for. We needed a million or so immediately. We had eight projects left unfinished. He had been working on them for five years. Two of those were building structures. So I'm not talking about little projects, I'm talking about bigger projects. And uh, I, I knew this, I can't do this. I can't do it. I had to deal with bankers. I had to deal with the city. I had to deal with IRS. I had to deal with lawyers. I had to deal on a front I've never dealt before. But I knew this. I only have one decision. Am I going to follow the Holy Ghost or not? And I said, I will follow the Holy Ghost. And he told me at every turn what to do. And within a year, all of it was completed. Within a year, nearly half of that debt gone. Why? Because you can open your mouth wide when you know what the Spirit is telling you. Opening your mouth wide, it always involves listening. Listening. Because verse 11 says, but they wouldn't listen to me. He does not intend for you to open your mouth blindly. He intends for you to open your mouth with the knowledge of what the Spirit is saying to you. But it's not enough that the Spirit says it to you. You have to agree with it, with your mouth, with your words. You have to hook on the faith that's in your heart through your wide open mouth to what the Spirit is saying. Go back. Think about what has God dealt with you about? What has God said he'll do for you? Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a new home. What is it? Don't let that thing lay on the table with just God saying something. You have to say something. Verse Matthew eight seventeen that it might be fulfilled which was spoken. It's not enough that God says it. You have to join your saying to what God says. You go, well, no, if God says it, that's enough. Well, that's not scriptural. Yeah. Because in Hebrews chapter four, it said the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. It's not enough that God says it. You have to mix your faith in with what God says because your words and your faith converts the word into power. It accesses the power that is in the word when you add your faith to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah open your mouth wide, open your mouth wide. My husband said by the spirit and other ministers said, this last day revival will be all previous revivals wrapped up into one. He said the nine manifestations or nine gifts of the spirit will be operating at full potential power. Dad Hagen, the highest I ever heard him say was he said that prophets anointing upon him operated at 70% of its full potential that's the highest I ever heard him say. And then I heard him say this in a service, and he said, That's only because I could get the people, the congregation, to hook up with me to that degree. Yeah. I couldn't get them to go with me any further. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then my husband said this by the Spirit that all fivefold offices would be operating at their full potential power. I say this I say, Father, I believe you. All fivefold offices operating at full potential power. All non manifestations of the Spirit flowing at full potential power. Amen. 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 All previous revivals wrapped up into one. Full potential power. That's what the last day revival is to hold. But it's going to have to be met with somebody who's saying it. Somebody who's speaking large. Somebody who will open their mouth wide. And not open their mouth based on what we've been in, but what we're headed into. And that is only known by what the Spirit says to us. Because we haven't been there, but He knows it. Amen. Hallelujah. It begins in your own personal life. Practice on your own personal life. And you say, well, I don't want very much. Well, the thing is your faith needs a faith project. Your pastor needs your faith. Flowing, maturing, growing. If your faith is not growing, your spiritual life is not growing. If your faith is not developing, your spiritual life is not developing because we cannot move forward with God without faith. And we've got to make sure we're putting the right things in our mouth. When God gives us this divine invitation, open your mouth wide. Notice he's not going to open it for you. You have to open it. Can I tell you this? People say, well, I just don't think I deserve much. You need to get your mind renewed. I've seen people who are generous with others, but not toward themselves. Can I tell you that's still poverty? God wants you to have all that he's provided for you. When he says in Luke chapter 15, all that is mine is yours. That's not so you could go around with very little in life. That's right. That's right. And if you can't believe for it for, for yourself, my guess is you're not going to be skilled at believing it for your local church. That's true. The vision God has given your pastor requires a wide open mouth. It needs not just the pastor speaking, it needs the congregation speaking. Because when we open our mouth wide as a congregation, God will fill it. Amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now when you leave this building, don't leave what I said in the building. You have a homework assignment Make a list, have a notebook. What are you believing for? What are you saying? What are you saying as a family? What are you saying with your children? Get their mouth in on it. They have faith in their heart. Get their, get their faith in on it. Amen. Too many times people are waiting for God to do something and he's waiting for us to say something. Amen. What a divine invitation. What a divine invitation. Open your mouth wide. How can you? Because you're out. You're not in a place. You're not not in a kingdom that limits you anymore. You've been delivered from the kingdom of not enough into the kingdom of more than enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians tells us that Jesus spoiled, defeated, and stripped Satan in his total conquest and victory over him. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testings. Order this book now at defrayeministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you would like to share a testimony or let us know how this ministry has blessed you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. God's Word will reach into your everyday life, transforming it. It will lift you from the commonplace into the supernatural. Order this book now at Ministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at Ministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.